0: Not to put you on a pedestal because I hate giving you compliments, (laughs) but (laughs) it wasn't until you were like, yeah, sure, like I'll do it with you. I was like, okay, now I have like someone who is expecting something from me and that is motivating me to do something.
1: This has, again, nothing to do with anything, but I read. Uh, an article about how there was like a shark in an an aquarium and there was like a smaller male shark that was like bugging the big female shark so she ate him she just ate him and I was like queen queen stuff I don't that's queen behavior I have
0: absolutely nothing to say yeah so anyway my name's Ruju and this is my partner Sophia How are you feeling? How are you doing? What's going on? I'm doing good. I feel like like there's no classes anymore, but I'm still mm-hmm. really good at just making myself busy. But that's mm. not, it's not necessarily productive. I just know how to do things with my time. Like I rarely get bored, but it's definitely not helpful to my like future. Most of the ways that I spend my time <laughs> are dead ends. <laughs>
1: I mean, but like, what is the definition of productivity these days? You know what I'm saying? These days. These days, I feel like it's very, yes, (laughs) it is very different to what I think I used to think productivity Mm. to be. And I I think that's just a part of like being a college student where like, for me, productivity is like getting out of bed for my 9am. Like that is being productive. Like I made that choice. But I feel like now my productivity is, like, making sure I'm up before noon so I can check my turn of prices on Animal Crossing. <laughs> I'm still completing a task. It's just not helping my
0: future, maybe. Oh, tasks nonetheless.
1: <laughs> tasks nonetheless, indeed. As soon as
0: you write it on the to-do list, it's productive.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, you said to-do list, and I we need to talk about this. So... Buckle up, boys. So, Ruju was the one that really introduced me to the to do list, which sounds crazy because the to do list is a very simple concept. However,
0: Ruju. I did not know the... this
1: about myself. Oh, I literally, girl, I like, I've been thinking about this. <laughs> so, Ruju taught me I shouldn't be afraid to rearrange and edit my to do list which has always been a problem for me because I always felt like, okay, this is the to-do list. If I don't get everything done, like it's almost like I didn't complete anything, which is not really true. Um, so like when somebody told me like, Hey, just change it. And you're more likely to get other things done. I was like, Whoa, it's all about like modifying my task itself. So if I made it kind of too broad, I could kind of break it down into smaller tasks or, moving it a day or even moving like the time of the day but it's been really helpful because I feel like for me I've always liked lists because it's always that little check off is like ah yes I'm doing something but just like finding the space to just be like oh it's okay if I don't do this now I was like wow that's really helpful so shout out to you for that one you didn't even know thanks
0: I didn't know (laughs) and here's the thing I don't remember what mindset I was in when I told you that because I no longer used to do lists. <laughs> Sorry if I'm bursting a bubble, but I realized that they made me go crazy because suddenly I found myself wanting to put every single thing I do on a to-do list. Mm. And I'm like, like for a while, like I would literally have like brush my teeth, shower, like I was like, mm-hmm. everything needs to be on here. Cause a to-do. like I was, I think I was working backwards in that mm-hmm. sense. Cause so I was like, what is it that I do? And then mm-hmm. let me write that on the list. <laughs> so then yeah. I can cross off a lot of things. And so now I think when I like sit down and plan what I want to do in any given like day or week, it's like to-do list has been like the first step in like a way longer process for me Mm -hmm. now. In the end, I think that does help me set intention and it helps me figure out all the things that I need to do. But I guess like you were saying, it doesn't, one, I I don't think feeling guilt about not getting to things is (laughs) productive. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I think like not all things on to-do lists should be weighted equally, right? Mm. So I start with like a to-do list now and I figure out all the things that I have to do. And then I figure out on which days I want to do them. Because if I sit down and I come up with all the things I want to do, it's usually like all the things I want to do that month. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. cool, great. One day, like done. (laughs) It's like, no. And then I will start like blocking time off for it in my calendar. If that's not on my Google calendar, that is not happening. (laughs) If I don't know when I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it. yeah. No, that's that's, completely valid. Yeah, That's definitely, like, the biggest change for me.
1: It's nice to see that, like, I mean, I guess it's just interesting to me to see that, like, how that's evolved, I guess, from, like, the impact of that conversation to how you use it. But I definitely see where you're coming from with that. And I think that's still something that I'm struggling with is, like, just... I guess one word that really really stuck out to me was when you said intention, like the intention behind what is on your to-do list. And I think that is something that I'm slowly recognizing and acknowledging because, yeah, that has a heavy impact because I think priority and intention can be very similar, but also can have completely different impacts on what you're doing and why you're doing it.
0: Yeah. And I think related to intention, I'm also thinking of how that plays into like balance In that Mm -hmm. sort of way, like um, what intention, what someone else thinks is intentional for them is not necessarily like the most important thing. I think like right now as a college student, I feel pressure to always be thinking about my career. And if I'm doing something that's not going to help me after college, am I even being productive? Like, so I'm like, should I be like applying to places like all day, every day? Like, is that what I consider like checks on my to do list? Um, and it's like, how do I break that down? But I think that also relates to like, w- how I see myself in the long term, I guess, mm. right? Like, where do I actually see myself being? And part of that is my professional life and my career. And, and a big chunk of that is not. And I think that is not always emphasized or, uh, I guess, seeing, seeing that holistic view of like, my future, I don't think is encouraged in the college climate. Mm -hmm. um or at least that's been my experience I think sometimes I get so stuck thinking about like here are all the academic things I need to do and it's like wait but like I haven't worked out in a year (laughs) like (laughs) suddenly it's been a year
1: (laughs) yeah for sure I feel like in that same kind of space I when I'm in that headspace of trying to get like all these academic stuff done and trying to per like "Mm." I guess, progress as a student in the most efficient way possible, I end up feeling almost guilty when I'm not doing Mm. stuff like that. So when I do take time to like hang out with friends or like go to the gym or like go get boba or something like that, it's almost like a, oh, but I, I could be doing this or like I could be looking at programs. I could be working on this project. But it gets to a point where I think productivity and burnout start to kind of move in the same direction. And that can be kind of bringing it back to the balancing you're talking about. That is a whole different kind of beast to take on, I think, at times.
0: I feel like for me, one of the underlying reasons for why there is that sort of guilt is that I think our societal idea of productivity is very easy to compare from one person to another. And there's so many ways that it can be quantified, like hours that I'm working, you know, Mm -hmm. what, like, outcomes of it, Um, and I think other things, like making sure that you're taking care of yourself, and all these other ideas that are not as, uh, like, open for everyone to examine, are so much harder to include in productivity, because I think, for me, productivity seems so Mm front-facing, where I'm, I'm doing so many things, but they may just be, like, in my head, I'm like, am I like does what like what what is productivity supposed to feel how am i supposed to feel or yeah. am i just doing this for other people
1: yeah that is a big one i think that's so true and i was honestly the other day i was talking to one of my advisors and we were kind of talking about next steps and what we're going to do especially with everything going on with covid and not knowing what fall semester is going to look like kind of just making all these different plans um And I think he could sense I was getting a bit overwhelmed. Uh, And I was like, okay, like, it's kind of game time. Like, we're going to just do what we have to do, head down, let's go. And he kind of, like, reeled me back and was like, hey, let's talk about what we have accomplished so far. And, like, let's look at how we got here and everything. And just having that reminder of, like, it's really easy to just be constantly, as you said, like, looking forward but it is nice to take that look back and be like, wow, look how far I've come from that place. Like It is usually so crazy to see that growth and be like, okay, I can, I can take this break. I can go do this thing and it's not going to be
0: the end of the world. It'll be okay. Okay. Well, if a lot of people are feeling pressure to be productive, is our perception of what productivity is <laughs> productive? <laughs> <laughs> That's really but, like, accurate. I don't like, huh. what does productivity mean to you? Like, what do you consider?
1: Gosh, <laughs> given
0: I... like you're talking about growth over the past few years, I'm sure your idea of what it means to be productive has changed along with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely has. And I think right now, even my definition is changing like every day and what it means to be productive, I think for me, depends on the situation that I'm in. And that's something that I'm also learning is that like, there isn't a standard of productivity that will extend to every aspect of your life, at least for me that that just does not work. But yeah, as you said, in terms of growth and productivity, I think starting to prioritize self growth and just listening Mm -hmm. to my mind and my body has been almost equally as hard, if not harder at times than like academic productivity. Because I think, as you said, like the societal pressure of like, okay, this is what you have to do. And this, you need to be moving forward. For me, it was very easy to kind of tunnel vision that and just like, keep going, keep trucking until that burnout kind of hit. But I guess by prioritizing in some cases, when I when I felt like I had the space and energy to do so, Um, prioritizing like mental health and physical Mm. health, I think has shifted my kind of one track idea of productivity and just given me a bigger place and a big, just a bigger space to kind of think about it in a more abstract context. So I think productivity for me is whatever I need it to be in that situation. Mm. But what do you, what is it for you? Like if you could define in your life right now, what does that mean?
0: I feel like, Originally, I was going to say something very vague, but I really appreciate that you've brought in a lot more <laughs> nuance and complexity into it. And I, I think I agree with some of that. And it's also reminding me of, it's this thing I like read about a while ago called like the eight dimensions of wellness. <clears throat> and so it's like the main like aspects of our life that we consider to be part of our wellness. So I, I can read them. So the eight of them are emotional, spiritual, intellectual physical, environmental, financial, occupational, and social. Mm. In your life, they all play out differently. And like their needs for them, like you're the way that you want to satisfy the need for like wellness in that area is fulfilled in very, very different ways. Mm-hmm. So like the way that you feel like emotionally satisfied is obviously very different from the way that you feel financially satisfied. Mm-hmm. And so what does it mean for me to be occupationally success successful? It's like Okay, well, that means having a job that I not only enjoy, but I'm like feeling, you know, like secure, like I'm I'm making enough to sustain myself um, and it's work that I enjoy and I feel like I'm growing. And then spiritual success is like completely different, like me wanting to feel grounded, me having like my daily meditation practice and things Mm -hmm. like that. And they look so different and realizing that I need to prioritize all of them has been a big breakthrough for me because I know that if I notice myself focusing on any one of them, it means I am neglecting others. Mm. It is about striking this balance between all these things, Um, but like a lot of people are okay with not having spirituality in any part of their life as they see fit. A lot of people are, you know, okay with not caring about their social life, and that's not a big part of who they are, but Realizing what my needs are, or I guess like the first step that I think in in thinking about what it means for me to be productive.
1: Yeah, word that was that was really good. Like what that kind of made me think of was like reminding. It's it's important to remind yourself that you are a multi-dimensional person. Like everybody, like you know, it's it's just I think it's very easy especially now, again, in like the weird life stage that we are in um, to kind of define ourselves by the, by the thing we're kind of trying to get to, like the goals of what we're trying to get to. But it's like, as you said, those are, it's not really a choice. It's a need at that point. It's not just like a thing that we want to do. It kind of eventually gets to a point where it's like, hey, red flag, this needs to be addressed. So constantly trying to check in is kind of, is definitely a hard tasks to do and it's something that kind of constantly have to be working towards and I really like what you said about kind of feeling like if you're addressing one you're neglecting the others like that is yeah man. like that, finals that week hit. oh my god <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's where I think of it the most I'm like I'm neglecting almost all of these <laughs> yeah
1: that is I mean one of the running joke from some of my friends at school is like oh, it's about to be finals week. Like, we'll see Sophia in two weeks. Like, I just drop off the face of (laughs) the earth and I just reemerge. And I'm like, okay, everything's done now. But yeah, that's that's definitely a good example.
0: I think my dad, when he talks about his college years and me have had the complete opposite response to that where we're like, when he had his finals week in college in India, he like would study really hard for like a week. And then like two days before the exam, his friends and him would like go watch the newest movie in the theater. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <And> like, Whoa!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> another another thing I do is I my friends know that I nap right before finals. Like Whoa. right, like I'll wake up ten minutes before and then walk to the exam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, stu- I'll
0: study really hard the whole day and then I'll be like, "All right, let's go." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever works. I I'm trying to think if I have any like things. I think. Everything I do is, like, very, like, there's a clear routine. Even if there isn't a routine, mm. like, I will make it up as I go. So everything is very structured, um, which is odd because that's not how I, like, my my life is somewhat organized according to my Google calendar. But, like, I, I'm not really, like, super hyper-structured. Being able to, like, sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to eat for this 30 minutes and then I will move on yeah. and do this, it just gives me a way to, like, kind of put my stress into like these pockets instead of just being like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Cause that is a huge thing for me with testing and anything where there's like pressure like that Mm. is I just blank. It's not even like I Mm. crack it. I just, it's gone. And that is that anybody who's felt that when you walk into a final or an exam and you just blank, like that is so soul crushing. Cause you study so hard and it's just like gone. But I think, of giving myself that space and making sure that i'm like okay i'm studying this but once i feel really fatigued i need to move on or i need to go to sleep like forcing yourself to do that i think is working for now
0: finals week is wild
1: and i think finals finals at home oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah finals at home was so i don't even i don't even have a way to describe that because I feel like finals at school, it's like, okay, I go to a location where I will be stressed and I can leave versus like here I am taking my Orgo final like in my room, like the familiar surroundings mixed with whatever is happening on my screen.
0: So that was a wild time. Definitely. So like two things in what you said. One, I think, well, of course, I agree that finals at home was was ridiculous, was so (laughs) weird. And that's also reminding me of how important just physical location is to my productivity Mm -hmm. where like, I mean, that was most drastic in like having to go back home and like finishing school there, even within campus. Like I cannot study in my dorm. First Mm -hmm. of all, last year I had like a hole in the wall, like dorm. So I wasn't going to stay there for very long, but it made such a difference, like which library I went to and, and having like you said, some sort of routine of like, okay, here's just where I always sit in the library. And like Mm -hmm. that, got me into a definitely a more focused mindset yeah small things like that
1: yeah no that's super important I think I I know last semester I really tried to work into my routine seeing my friends mm. um, so there was this one cafe that literally anytime you go in like you would know somebody that helped so much because it also forced me to kind of be around people so like if I was really stressed out and I felt like I was just like, oh, you know, I'll just, I'll just push that aside. I'll push through it. I'd have people there to be like, hey, it's okay. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about something else. And just that alone helped me mm-hmm. recognize my stress because I feel like in being productive and trying to strive for productivity in general, it's really hard sometimes to acknowledge or even like just realize how stressed or how whatever you're feeling, how how much you are feeling, I guess.
0: Yeah. I think, so it seemed like on campus, a lot of that for you was just having like, like seeing the way you interacted with people and they'd be like, wow, Sophia is stressed today. (laughs) Yeah. I do think there's ways that you've adapted that or taken in new practices after you've gone home and not having that social aspect, or at least having all your stress contained in your one bedroom.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's a super good question. I've definitely seen and felt a change in that. Um... I think it forced me to really get better and get better is a very like <laughs> the minimal term there but get better at checking in with myself and mm. like making sure like if I was feeling stressed like kind of making myself process that as best mm. as I could and then doing something about it like trying to be more proactive so facetiming a friend or really like listening to music has been huge for me or playing music or recording um, a
0: podcast <laughs> <laughs> or
1: recording a podcast you know f- figuring out the logistics of a podcast is beautiful but um, stuff like that yeah it's just finding i guess that it can be summarized as just finding different creative outlets and more regularly checking in with myself and being like okay what are we going to do about this instead of relying on that interaction with other people? So it's a process, but do you find yourself like having a difference? Like how did you handle like stress and stuff like on campus with productivity versus like at home?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that came, like falls into the same category of just differences in the ways that I acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think on campus, I, I do think I depended on a lot of people are just drop everything and be like, let's go do something. Mm-hmm. Like I think in the same, like in the same way, I'm like, okay, I like being stressed with other people. Cause that means I can also de-stress with other people. And it's like <laughs> yeah. nice to have it like dispersed, like diffuse. Like I, I can't, yes. if it's just in my one person, I'm like, this is just building up. Like I, <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go and then it's going to lash out somewhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's got to come out somehow. Um, but I think the, one of the big things for me after I came home was just not only acknowledging it for myself, but then also, like, how am I actually communicating this other with other people? Mm-hmm. I live a very different life in college than I do at home. And I think my family is not necessarily... I mean, they obviously don't know who I am in college and, like, the weird hours that I might be studying or eating. And, like, it works for me, but it's definitely very different from what the rest of the family does. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well... Uh how do I first figure out what I'm feeling and then make sure that they know if it's something that's you know bothering me or like I have a final or like don't come into my room during these hours, I'll be taking an exam, blah blah blah. But like communicating it to other people was really nice or I mean hard, but in the end nice because it felt like I was also talking to myself, where I was like, okay, so I told them I'm gonna be doing something, so I will have to be focused in my room during these hours or whatever. And I live in a family of seven people. There's seven people in my house right now. Like there, there's not a lot of quiet hours. (laughs) But productivity has definitely changed in that way. But that, yeah,
1: that. I never really thought about it like that, but that totally makes sense is when you're kind of forced to talk about it, yeah, it makes you kind of be like, oh, yeah. okay.
0: And even like the language that I think I used to talk about is very different. Like when I, I can go to like most of my friends on campus and be like, I'm stressed right now. And they'll be like, LOL, same. <laughs> they'll be like, ahaha, I'm also dying inside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: And I'm noticing that I think we were talking about this. That's like the general theme of we were saying this generation, but at least the two of us, we're like, ah, ha, 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 I'm sad right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sometimes that's you know sometimes that's the best you can do, and that's okay. But yeah, that definitely is at least at least with us, um, it definitely is a theme of like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, I can, I'm kind of dying right Yay. now, but like. But I can't do that Just at gonna... home.
0: Oh, <laughs> like no. My parents would be so concerned. Yeah, exactly. It's so, it's such a simple thing to be like, this is how I'm feeling and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And to not have other people around me do that for me or for to, for me to stop that habit of going to other people and being like, listen, I'm having a lot of feelings and I need you to know like, <laughs> Yeah, was so helpful for me because I have a better idea on on uh what I how I think I will handle situations and what mm-hmm. I can do about it.
1: Yeah. It sounds like we both were just forced into introspection, yeah. which is not <laughs> a bad thing. Do you have any tips and tricks that help you stay productive when you're mm. at like school or doing work and stuff versus like now or even in different aspects of kind of like your life and what
0: productivity means? One thing that I did on campus again that I don't do now but would say I would say it's like my like number one like morning habit was to not check my phone mm-hmm. <laughs> when I wake up, at least for the first hour, like not going on social media, especially not checking my inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I am one of my like heroes in life is this guy Brendan Burchard, who is like a productivity like guru, like great person. I will probably reference him a lot in this podcast. <laughs> Um, And he said, you're basically, you're training yourself to check into other people's lives instead of your own first thing in the
1: (laughs) morning. And he was like,
0: why is it that you're waking up and reading other people's agendas for you instead of creating your own? And I was like, that's real. That's real. Me reading my inbox is just me reading what I'm supposed to be doing instead of adding some intentionality and mindfulness into what it is that I actually want out of my day.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that (laughs) for some reason that hit, I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) because that's been something I've been trying to do for like, a while, like a couple years, it's like, just don't touch your phone, like, it'll be okay. Don't
0: do it, it's muscle memory too, someone that's like, cool, I see it, I swipe, I open.
1: Yeah. No. It's like, oh, my phone is up and now Twitter is on it, like, okay, I guess we're here (laughs) now, like, (laughs) what she said about... Uh, being a morning person kind of made me laugh because I I think I convinced myself that I'm a night owl. I know I can stay up late. That is not a problem for me. But am I any more productive? I don't think so. Now I'm three hours down a YouTube <laughs> search of nothingness and what happened. But I think productivity is very linked to the day. And I think right mm. now, because time doesn't exist, it feels like. Um, I just keep getting random bursts of like energy and like Mm. hyper focus. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really inspired and motivated to do this right now. And then I'll either, if I miss that window of opportunity, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Like there's no going back or I have to like force myself back into it. It's
0: like five hour energy, but it's like five minute productivity. Literally.
1: It's like you have five seconds to get up from your bed and run to your desk (laughs) and sit down and do something or else you're not doing it for the rest of the day.
0: That's so true. Wow. You said, you said a lot of things in that, that were really (laughs) good. I think I'm gonna quote Brendan Burchard again. He said something like, If you are leaving your learning and growth to randomness, you'll always be living in the land of mediocrity. Well he's he's a man of his quotes, but No, um, that's fire. That was pretty and that's why I was like, okay, I really wanna block time out because I realize like calendars are such windows into people's lives. If you could open my calendar, I want people to know, like, exactly the kind of person I am and, like, what I'm working on and what my what my dreams are and, and <laughs> what I'm working towards. And, yeah, I can't do that if I don't have a schedule. Mm-hmm. So that's for sure. And then also the motivation aspect of it. Damn. What else did you say? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh, 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 I was going to talk about... Also the random bursts of, of motivation mm. of like why that's a thing and like how that randomness can be harnessed because mm-hmm. that would be such an amazing power to be like, I can sit down and feel motivated.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I'm still, I feel like at this point, it's, as you said though, it, it does, kind of, you kind of have to just like capitalize on those moments. And I think just trying to, then sit with that in that time period of like, where is this coming from? And it's not always an immediate reward kind of thing. It's like, Hmm. it'll be okay if it takes time. And even if I'm, I guess also just, it's like kind of like when you train a puppy, you have to give them a treat for literally doing anything that they do. It's kind of like, okay, well, I wrote a paragraph today and that's okay. Then doing nothing. And then that kind of will grow. And I feel like it's way easier when I'm at school because it's like, Already, as you said, just way more routine. Like, you kind of have to get things done.
0: Yeah, I think, especially if, like, because of quarantine, all of our productivity habits have been completely shifted or have needed to be seen in a very different context. I think it's so important to not put that pressure on ourselves to be exactly as productive as we were in a different context where we mm-hmm. saw ourselves as being a better student. Um, and I think at the same time, I think something that's helped me stay motivated is seeing things more in the long term and really reconnecting with what it is that things are leading towards. And if I I feel like I've feel way less motivated when i don't have that sort of like end vision or like i don't feel like i'm working towards anything mm-hmm. when i took ap physics i had no interest in pursuing physics in mm-hmm. any capacity and the main reason i took that class was i was like okay cool a lot of my friends are in it and yeah. that just was not enough motivation to get me going <laughs> like i abs i'm not kidding i passed that class with a 65 like passing grade <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, now I know that my threshold is definitely higher than this. Like, I definitely need yeah. a more concrete reason. And so one thing that did help me in that class was that I had another friend, like an accountability partner, who I would just do homework with. And, like, we'd also just, like, goof around in class, which is partially the reason why we did so poorly in it. But... <laughs> but it's so nice to have someone that is holding you accountable. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not directly, like I have been talking about wanting a podcast of my own since the 10th grade, but it wasn't really until not to put you on a pedestal because I hate giving you compliments, but (laughs) it wasn't until you were like, yeah, sure. Like I'll do it with you. I was like, okay, now I have like someone who is expecting something from me and that Mm -hmm. is motivating me to do something. Yeah. Um, And just, That's what I do sometimes during finals week, especially when I can't think of like a reason to do something. I think there's always, I feel like there's always people that are depending on me to get things done. Mm -hmm. And so I will put like a post-it note on my um, laptop and it'll just be like, who needs me to get this thing done? Like Mm -hmm. who needs me on my A-game? And I will list all the people. I'll be like, okay, my parents, because they're paying for this college experience. Like my salsa dance instructor, because he wants, he's going to need me to have extra time so that I can dance and help them out with things and mm-hmm. these friends because they know that or because I really want to hang out with them I'm not gonna be able to do that if I don't get this assignment done and I have just like a post-it note of all their names and sometimes it's really creepy because then I show them something on my laptop and they're like why is my <laughs> name there I'd be like don't worry it's because I respect you and they would be like that's <laughs> that okay <laughs> but at least for yourself
1: yeah no that's su- I never thought about that and I think that is like a really cool thing to kind of... I feel like that could be really grounding just to be like, hey, there's other reasons They're looking why. at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's great. Maybe a little creepy, but you know, the intention okay. there is solid. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, your name is not on it anymore. <sighs>
1: I mean, it's fine. Just cross me off the list.
0: <laughs> Do you have any other tips and tricks? I think you were telling me earlier about things yeah. that got you fired up.
1: Yeah. I just have like some routine things that I think have carried over and been useful in different contexts. So sometimes my brain is just not in it. And that can be a source of frustration for sure. So I tend to listen to a lot of like lo-fi hip hop or just like noise, um, Mm. because it helps kind of drown out all of the busy work thoughts or just like all the little like well, this still has to be done and this has to be done. Even picking like a song during finals week or an exam time that like I know is calming to me, I know can kind of just ease away all of the random clutter that's in my head and just like kind of have that playing on a loop in my headphones um, can just make me a little bit more calm and bring me to a better mindset to allow me to focus. And... <laughs>
0: While you were saying that, I was thinking of my, like, counter example. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think I love music as well. And I think we've talked about that as well. And I think it serves such a different role in my life where I'm like, this this is my music time. This is my (laughs) study time. And, like, I don't know. I think part of this is probably just me being slightly neurotic. But I've learned that I hate when... There are voices in my head that aren't mine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which sounds really bad. No, I know. I...
1: But I like I
0: can't do guided meditations for my life. I'm like, who mm. is this, who is this man? Who is this like person <laughs> that is just speaking in my own head? Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't listen to music when I am trying to calculate things. No, yeah. And so I'm like, that music is, is, so is my fair. like either getting ready for something or shutting down the the system. yeah and like so that's cool. that's cool that it's like serves so many different purposes.
1: No yeah that that <laughs> when you said that it does make sense to me though because I've noticed within the past like couple of years that when I am studying, when I listen to like lo-fi and stuff like that, I always do it with no like uh, speech or voices mm. because it does it's just for me it's like a very jarring interjection <laughs> of like, I'm thinking I'm like doing work and then it's just like yeah. this random person I'm like oh my god like it's it's a lot I guess this is another secret tip I guess um but for me on days it's just,
0: it's just secret because we're small when we make it big <laughs> it will not
1: be I think though I've been trying this new thing it's definitely not perfect but um one thing that I try to do is if I know I have like a night exam. What I'll do is like I'll separate it out into chapters and I'll write down like the things that I know I either have been drilling really hard or things that I've been tripping up on. And I'll just like physically write it out mm-hmm. so then I can be like, here's kind of like my, I don't know, like key concept sheet mm-hmm. to like, this is what I have for this chapter. So it's not like I'm drilling pages and pages of notes, it's like, here are the highlights. Here's what I need to know. I know everything else. And if I don't by this time, it's kind of too late. So it kind of gives myself, again, it's just that little bit of like, okay, you're still studying, you're still like doing what you have to do, but you're not kind of working against yourself as much.
0: Yeah. And I I think so in that you were saying not wanting to work against yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also thinking about what we were talking about earlier about accountability and how that can be really important to making sure that you are doing the things that you want to get done and not distracting yourself and not working against yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about the opposite side of that as well. The, I guess, side of social productivity that is not accountability, that's more working against other people Mm -hmm. Um, or even internally, just I know so many people that have that bad habit and I'll call it a habit of comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, to other students, other peers, other contexts where you think you were a better person, mm-hmm. um, and sort of that, which could lead to either just having a massive ego or imposter syndrome, <laughs> um, or I think sometimes a mix between the both just fluctuating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you have any, I don't know, experiences or, or insight with that or how you've seen that idea play out?
1: Yeah. I think in high school, when I was just trying to like get everything done, it was really easy for me to compare myself to other people and really just feel like I was not doing enough. And it would push me really hard to make sure I was doing as much as I could and make sure I was not falling behind. And reflecting on that now, it it's really interesting because I feel like a lot of those times that I perceived other people as being so much farther ahead and so much better at something it's like I had no idea really what they were going through what was going through their head it was just how I was projecting myself onto this person and then trying to still kind of match up to that Mm -hmm. um but I think in college because you don't really for me I didn't know anybody really going into college and it really made me reflect and be like oh this has always been a race against myself And like, how is that productive? Is that productive? And I think to some degree challenging yourself and setting goals is yes, that is productive. That is a source of motivation for me. But it really took some classes and some like workshops and stuff for me to be like, oh, I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on in anybody else's head. And that is fine. And like, try to move away from using that as a source of motivation. Um, so it definitely was some imposter syndrome kind of going on, but it kind of took me taking a step back and not being in familiar surroundings to be like, what is going on? Why do I feel this need to compare myself to mm. others? And how can I shift away from that? Because it, for me, it was not a healthy source of motivation.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that all of the habits that we feel like we currently have used to be good for us at one point mm-hmm. or another. And that's why we developed them. I'm thinking like even people, I guess, who are like binge watching episode after episode, like at some point that was helping you get through something. And like, Mm -hmm. there's a reason why, why that, that developed. Um, And I think at the same time, it's, it can be so powerful to question, to, I guess, observe and question our own performativity Mm. and see where, where it is playing out. I think I felt some of those same things going into college, Um, I, I'm in, I'm studying business and there are so many people who have parents who are like in these huge finance banks and have been doing whatever. And so they've been getting like great internships since like high school. And then I'm in here with my little (laughs) whatever. And I feel so inferior in the classroom where I'm like, okay, they obviously know what they're talking about. Like, who am I to have a different opinion from them when they are so experience. And I think it took so much, uh, I guess, introspection, but also just hearing other people's stories and and finding a community that was also willing to open up and talk about how they were generally feeling. And and it took me being introspective and questioning performativity to realize that I did not have the same career goals as the people that were raising their hand in class. And like most of my school are people going into finance And I cannot be copying the behaviors and skills that my finance friends have when I want to go into marketing. Like they're not my ideal persona of a student that I should be constantly looking up to and constantly copying and constantly comparing myself to and feeling guilty when that is just not individually the kind of person that I need to be to get to where I want to be.
1: I think that's super important because it's almost like You obviously don't want to compare yourself to people all the time and, like, have that. But it kind of sometimes takes that comparison to be like, oh, wait, no, that's not what I want. Yeah. So I don't know really what the balance between those two are right now. But, yeah, I've definitely seen kind of both sides of it so far.
0: Yeah. I think something that I try to do every semester that I definitely did at the beginning of this summer when, you know, all the internships are getting canceled and everything is shutting down, I'm like, what am I going to do with all this time? Um, I It was a matter of, like, me having to really sit down and ask myself the question, like, if I could do anything, what would I do? And then moving from there, which is, like, such a simple thing, and it's, like, something, I guess, like, parents are asking, like, four-year-olds, and then they're like, I want to be an astronaut. And we have, we have way less astronauts than kids who say they want to be astronauts, <laughs> so something happened there. Yeah. But... I think figuring that out, I was like, okay, well, if I could do literally anything this summer, here's my list of like passion projects that I would love to spend my time with. And from that, I'm like, okay, well, if this is what I would love to spend my time with, let me try to find patterns. Like, let me try to figure out what, what is this leading to, what does this mean? Like professionally, how can I like monetize any of this, any Mm -hmm. of these skills that I'm gaining into something that could sustain me in the future and make me feel, I don't know, Financially, occupationally, socially fulfilled clarity from reflection. For sure. For sure. I guess one last thing that I'm definitely leaving this conversation with is just the overwhelming feeling of like how much of this relates to like Mm self-love in a way. Like I think that's not a connection that I had made until like 10 minutes ago. (laughs) I want to be productive and I care about being productive because I care about the person that I want to be and mm-hmm. I care about getting there. And so that, that's something that stuck out to me. I was like, a lot of this is just like me trying to figure out who I want to be because I love myself yeah. and not because I'm competing with other people and not because, you know, whatever else, um, but just like, how can I be the best me? I think that for me is rooted in self-love.
1: Wow. No, that was beautiful. I, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, it's all about finding where your root is, where are you coming from and why and challenging all those things. And I think Mm. now more than ever, we have the space to do so. Um, But Mm. yeah, I think that's great.
0: I heard someone uh, like a week or two ago say the word, say the phrase radical self-love and they're like exciting. We live in a society um, that may not necessarily always want you to love yourself and may create an atmosphere where you feel like you should be comparing yourself to other people and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And what if you don't look for pro- Like, have you ever asked yourself, like, I feel productive. I feel like I'm getting locked on. But what if other people don't think I'm being productive? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for sure, I think, or about is that, that just me?
0: okay, no, no,
1: no i I think about that often. like what if
0: other people don't know how much I do, and then I'm like, that's a tarot that's not healthy, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't wanna look busy. <laughs> that
1: is a huge though I think i- it's weird because I feel like I haven't really acknowledged that, but I think I feel both sides of it of like, well, I don't wanna I don't wanna tell my friends like how much I'm doing because. You know, I, I feel like I'm just I'm just trying to fill the space. I'm just trying to seem like I'm busy. And sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're just busy and that's fine. Or like, no, you are doing yeah. things and that's okay. Like, what if um, I have nothing
0: to show? It's like, oh, yeah. great. Well, these things take time. Valuable exactly. things take time.
1: What a concept. And, and that's <laughs> so hard to learn because it's just like, again, I think, especially just from like the grade schooling system that we went through, it's, it's that reward through immediate Like results, and that can be so hard to break, especially I feel like as you go into college and your goals are bigger, the steps are harder to take, and they involve more aspects of yourself to accomplish. Like, you need to kind of be, as you said, like in touch with all of those kind of aspects that make up you in order to move on. Because if you are so stressed out and you are not in touch with, Whatever, like even your mental or physical health. Well, then making that jump into your next academic goal is going to be ten times harder. Mm. So I think that in of itself, yeah, it's that. I think that's really what it comes down to is investing in yourself to become the person that you want to be.
0: We're gonna write that on a shirt and we're gonna sell merch and it's gonna be fifteen
1: percent off. (laughs) From the get, it's just fifteen percent off. Use code Google Cal. Damn. I guess in conclusion. Productivity is learning to love yourself and ah. check in with yourself. So productivity is whatever you want it to be and how much you need it to be to fulfill yourself in every aspect of what makes you, you. Ah. <laughs> Snaps all around.
0: Okay, well, we talked a lot about how important it is to understand what it is that you're feeling. And that can be really hard to do, especially when you don't know what you're feeling. So we wanted to start a little segment where we dive deep into a feeling, uh, just so we get to know more about the vastness that is human emotion.
1: It's time to... It's it's time to feel. It's time to feel, y'all. It's time to place a random finger down on a Emotion wheel or feelings wheel and talk about it.
0: All right. So the feeling of the week is cheeky. Oh, good Lord. Sophia, are you feeling a little cheeky?
1: No. <laughs> I, can, I think I can definitely
0: say no. Well, we're talking about um, self-love. I think... Self-love cheeky? No, but I think there's some... Oh, okay. So it's like, what is cheeky, right? I think that's a good place to start. Yes. So I looked it up and it says impudent or irreverent, typically in an endearing or amusing way. So then I Googled four words in that definition because I didn't know what they were. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, I literally was like. So it's like not showing respect for things that are usually taken seriously, but in a way that's like endearing or amusing. Okay. So, like, it's sort of this, like, apathetic coolness. mm. Or at least that's the way I saw it, but, like, having, like, a smirk on, like, a slightly flirtatious smirk on your face the whole time. Okay. It's like, okay, I think I... I I don't know. I get it. Maybe. Maybe. I just kind of wrote apathetic in a thirst trap kind of way, but I don't know if that that's, that really
1: apathetic hits it. Apathetic in a thirst trap. The, the only way <laughs> I thought of it while well, you're reading those definitions, um, besides tripping over the first two words and having no idea what you meant there, um, but I feel like it's like being playfully disrespectful.
0: Like it's like you still you have intention, but you're just sure. gonna you're just gonna kind of make it a little bit. So it's like when you like wiki how how to flirt, and they're like mess with him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying that being cheeky is like when children like punch each other and be like, "I like you," and then just like clock no, no, each
0: no. other? No, no, it's when adults punch each other <laughs> on a first date. <laughs>
1: oh, all right. I
0: don't know. Like I'm just being a little, being a little, a little, a little stinker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. What? things do you think make you feel cheeky? Um, <laughs> or what things do you think are out there that are made to feel people, make ma- not made to feel people gross? <laughs>
1: I'm trying to think of times that I've been, because I don't think I would ever define myself as cheeky. Sure. Um, but that is not to say I haven't done some cheeky stuff. I just mm-hmm. don't think I've. It just doesn't define
0: you. It? My cheeky yeah. behaviors do not define me.
1: No, they do. I apologize to the listeners, but I think I got to bring it back to music because that's, 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 I, I don't know. Music makes you feel. I think, Go for it. <sighs> cheeky. Okay, so hmm. there's this one song by this artist called Julia Nunez. She's really fire. It is called Feels Good. Yeah. And it is just, I feel like that for me is what cheeky is. She kind of like dances around the idea of just like, do it, man. Do what you wanna do. If 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 you feel good doing it, go for it. And I feel like sure. cheeky is a little bit of that kind of I'm gonna do what I want attitude.
0: Yeah. My mind immediately went to Ariana Grande's dangerous woman.
1: Oh, there it is. There it
0: is. <laughs> Nailed it. I feel like you have all these like really cool, like niche like people. And I'm like, <laughs> no, like this one's this one's screaming cheeky at us from every stage in America.
1: It is it is really truly honestly doing. So. But
0: like it doesn't make me feel cheeky, but I feel like it's the kind of song that made her feel cheeky when she sang it. It is. Quite She's like, mm, "There's just there's just something about you that makes me feel dangerous." And like part of the, Okay, so I don't know how many people I don't know if there are people that do like that would self-describe themselves as cheeky, mm. but I like can't imagine myself being like that unless it was for someone else. Like, unless I was trying mm-hmm. to convey something.
1: To me, Cheeky is, like, the Hallmark card of feelings. I'm like, it, I know it exists, but I feel like we're capitalizing on something that's not really there.
0: <laughs> you just took down Hallmark in, in one blow. I
1: mean, okay, when you can get those same cards at the dollar store yeah. for, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. half the price. Yeah, I just picture, like, somebody, like, cruising by... Like trying to be oh cheeky and like their Subaru. It's so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how that goes together. Yeah. I, there's somebody out there that So it's like has that
0: feeling, on. but when it's more bougie, it's cheeky. But mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just, it's fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's why it's like, it's aspirational. Like, it maybe, maybe celebrities feel cheeky, but it's like, mm-hmm. to, to give off what message? It's also like in any situation where I'm picturing someone being called cheeky, it's always a woman. Like, it's never a man that is being called. like, what would it what would it take, first of all? And what would it mean if someone were to call a man cheeky?
1: I feel like and I have there's no reason behind this answer. Like, I have no evidence. I have nothing to back this up. But if I so have, have think a like,
0: microphone, and but, therefore you're allowed to have a strong opinion,
1: I think if I think of like celebrities, so for some reason I feel like cheeky and celebrities, I'm like, okay, sure, I could see that. Sure. The first person that came into my head as like a male cheeky celebrity is like Harry Styles, and I don't know okay. why, but I feel okay. like he has some like cheeky energy. Like you can't tell me like watermelon sugar is not cheeky.
0: <laughs> that is. <laughs> That's fair. i suggest Justin Timberlake.
1: Yep. Yeah. He's cheeky. But I feel like they both... That cheeky is, I feel like, different from, like, what people would see as, like, a, like a feminine cheeky. Like, mm. what does that mean? What happens if someone embodies a balance of masculine and feminine cheekiness? What does that look like?
0: Here on Mythbusters, we're <laughs> here to test out this theory. What, what do you call, like, a slightly, like, apathetic, like, flirtatious masculine energy? It, de- it depends. Some people just call it attractive.
1: I was thinking creepy, <laughs> but yeah, that attractive, yeah. That's maybe what we've learned, is that cheeky is very situation dependent.
0: There's nuance to every feeling.
1: Bars. That was straight Bar- bars. Bars. <laughs> bars I all mean, right maybe, maybe that's something to leave our listeners yeah. with, is just what does cheeky mean to you? And <laughs> have you ever self-described... Or felt cheeky.
0: Have you ever called yourself cheeky, and why not?
1: <laughs> I want a detailed. I want a detailed <laughs> essay. I want sources in APA, not okay. MLA.
0: That should be all of our outros. Be like, God, I, I hate this episode. I hate it
1: here. I hate it here.
0: <laughs> be like, honestly, Sophia, this episode wasn't our best. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us and check out our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any suggestions for what else you want to hear on the pod, please email us at thecrammingeffect at gmail.com.